to the Living Enlightened podcast. I'm Michelle from Michelle R. Price, a lightworker. And I'm Becca from Insightful Connections. Welcome to the podcast. So we're just a couple of spiritually aware chicks who have some interesting things to say and may have a few tips and tricks for you. Hopefully. Um, today our mission, Beck, is to get you to learn a little bit of something new, hopefully. That's our intention. Um, give a bit of guidance. Uh, I've done a card draw today and I'm using my new card deck. I can show Beck this, but I can't show the listener at home. Uh, but when I post this on the social media, I will share that picture. So the latest Kyle Gray. And I've actually signed up to his um, mailing list as well. He's fantastic. Really great, um, interesting human. I did try to listen to one of his meditations. He's got quite a strong accent. Um, so it was a little bit hard to understand, um, but yeah, beautiful deck. And he just does the most amazing Oracle cards. So as soon as I see anything with his name on it, I'm like, I'm on board. We're doing this. Um, <laughs> so I have drawn a couple favorite. of Yeah, they're amazing. Decks. Yeah. And really good for, if you're trying to do a bit of life purpose stuff, you know, every card, you know, I think Dorian Virtue is very good for beginners and things like that. But when you're trying to get into more of a bit of life purpose and stuff like that, um, then I think Kyle Gray is really great for that. You know, if you're doing spirit guides or angels or any of those things. Um, so I will show you those cards in a second. But um, basically what we're talking about today, Beck, is all the feels. And I guess my question with this one is, is it or is it not beneficial to discuss our feelings in more detail? And that's what I wanted to look at. And there is a reason for this, and I'll explain that in a second. But that's basically, you know, what our theme is about today. But uh, before we get into that, Beck, did you have anything you wanted to sort of share with us um, in terms of how your week's been, any big takeaways or anything like that? Uh, yeah, well, I've had quite, we've been on quite a journey ourselves. Um, we've been meeting up every morning at 5 a.m because that's always fun. <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, what else are you doing, really, why at that time not? of the yeah, morning? Yeah, that's right. You're sleeping. You <laughs> want to sleep, huh? <laughs> and I just want to shout out to Joy, who's sitting next to Michelle Little Joy there. the cash. Yeah, I can see her over the over the camera there. And Joy's always sort of jumping in. So everyone, um, I think, that watches your Facebook Lives. or, or Sees Joy Facebook walk Live. across the table. We yep. all know Joy. She's a star in her own. There she goes across the table. <laughs> so the 5am the five thing that Beck's referencing, um, just for background, is um, we're doing a bit of Kundalini and uh, we're doing uh, breath work and movement at the moment. And uh, it is good, you know, to do it very early in the morning. And, you know, the energy is just different. You know, I'm very rarely up at that time. And when I was up at that time, it was more to read the news. So it was a very different kind of energy. Whereas, um, yeah, Becca and I are doing sort of breath work and movement and, that bumblebee thing is just amazing. I love that. That's one of my favorite things, bumblebee. Yeah. Really love it. Yeah. It's so funny because the first time we did it, because um, there's certain things you've got to sort of cover your face and mm, you're gonna various sort of points. buzz around like a bee. Um, not buzz around, but you're just making this noise and it sounds like a bee, hence hence the name bumblebee. But the first morning I did it, <clears throat> my partner got up and I'm sitting, <laughs> I'm sitting there in the middle of the lounge room floor in my little breathwork space, doing all of this. And he walks into the room and I'm just like, Bzzz. It's crazy. <laughs> it really. Going, shaking his head going, yep, I'll just go with it. I just go with it. I just trust the process. If it blows <laughs> your hair back, Rebecca, go for your she's, life. She's crazy. I love her, but she's crazy. And yeah. that's probably why I love her. And I'll just yeah. leave it at that. And then <laughs> he, goes to work. he goes to work and then I, I rang him afterwards and he's, I'm like, it was at dinner that night and I said um I said I didn't get to say goodbye to you this morning he said you were busy <laughs> it's 
quite appropriate too, Busy B. Busy B, yes. Quite appropriate. It was funny. It was yeah. funny. Yeah. I wonder what he tells the guys at work. I don't, I don't know if he's game enough to say anything. No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what's been going on? What's been happening? Um. Well, a lot, but nothing really. Oh, it's a bit, it's, bit odd. It's been really, it's, it's, I know, it is a bit odd, isn't it? So it's been super, super busy but not a lot sort of in particular. So this weekend I went out, did some birthday presents for my daughter whose birthday's at the end of the month. Um, so she got her early birthday presents, which she was absolutely excited about. Um, and the video was uh, a tearjerker, Rebecca. Yeah, I sent, I sent Michelle a video. She, she was just so excited and just so happy about her presence that she, she just burst into tears. And for a second there, I thought, oh, no, what have I done? But it was happy tears. I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, I love you. Thank you. I'm so happy. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> thought we'd have to take it back for a minute there because it made you cry. Um, so that was just beautiful. And that was pure, pure emotion, pure positive emotion at its finest absolutely gorgeous absolutely gorgeous and then my son was with her and he was just like giving her a hug going it's okay it's okay are you all right she's like I'm so happy <laughs> so um and she got support from her sisters and of course from from Matt as well um so she's just really it, it's she was still calming down a bit when I came in here so that was like an hour and a bit afterwards. Wow. The so energy, she's hey? She's like, oh. yeah. <laughs> so that's good too because it's a good release as well. Yeah. When you've ha- had a lot going on and little little people, they um, they have a lot going on and it's good for them to let that out, I think. Completely. Mm, what 100%. About you, what have you been up to? Well, a fair bit by the looks of it because I, um, <laughs> I wrote these show notes a little while ago and I was just like, oh, look at all of that stuff. That's very interesting. Um, Because you kind of forget as you go along. And that's why it's good to write things down. I keep a diary for that reason because I do forget things that I've done. Um, But the Aura Festival that I was talking about for ages back that I was preparing for, I was emceeing it. It had to be postponed because we had like an insane amount of rain. So that was um, disappointing, I guess, but um, good in another way because um, it did feel a little bit difficult in that we had, um, you know, a lot of the musos pull out. Uh, Everyone was getting sick basically. So um, the owners of a major IGA here that are sponsoring the event, they're like the namesake, um, they all came down with COVID. Um, Our committee member, one of our committee members came down with COVID. Um, It was her birthday as well. So she spent COVID indoors in lockdown, um, her birthday rather. And um, then a bunch of musos got sick and they couldn't do it anymore. So it was like, we're going to have to you know, try to get onto because it was pouring as well. We were trying to get off the grass. I mean, it's all grass where we were doing it. Um, I was going to be on a, a stage which is set on the grass and it was just like impossible, you know. It just seemed really difficult. And at um, coffee, because we had coffee the morning before with our aura business um, committee and just random uh, business people sort of showing up and doing um, coffee. Stop eating my Joy's eating bloody <laughs> Dijon mustard um, soy crisps, you know, the little soy crisps. <laughs> Not Dijon mustard. The other day I had chilli. And I put my plate down and she starts licking the chili and I'm going, oh, my God, Joy, um, you're going to get gastro or something, deli belly. Um, yeah, so that was sort of, it was good and bad. But it was just, it was like we can't replace all those people and five storeholders actually pulled out as well because they all got sick. I mean, it was ridiculous. So at coffee, um, they made the decision to uh, postpone it and I think it was the right decision oh, because I was not. like, it's just, it's too hard. You know, when it's too hard, it's just, it's too hard. 
So I think that was really good. So we're going to do it on September 10 instead. Uh, so that's going to be an opportunity then to, um, you know, regather, regroup and sort of um, have a look at what we can do here. And um, so that's going to be really, really good. So I think um, moving forward, um, we'll be able to plan it a bit better because it was feeling a bit rushed. You know, I felt like we we're sort of doing everything, you know, very last minute. So that was a good decision. Um, and the other thing uh, that I've been looking at, where's my notes gone? Oh, we did that 60K bike ride, almost 60K bike ride, which was awesome. One of the guys did a little video. So we did, um, I don't know if the listener at home's heard about it, the Brisbane Valley Rail Trail. And um, we took about, it ended up being nine of us, nine people, which is pretty hilarious because um, one of the ladies was hungover. She'd had COVID and she had the flu and she decided to do it. And it was, she fell off <laughs> her bike and it wasn't actually her bike. She didn't even have a bike. So she's hung over. She was out till midnight. She was like, you know, sick because she had COVID and the flu and everything else and decided to do this 60K bike ride. And I'm kind of going, I don't know about that. And then she fell off and lost a water bottle because she fell off. So the water bottle has gone. So then she had no water. And it was like, in the end, she pulled out and we were like, that's probably a good idea. And, uh, <laughs> but it was just, you know, it really made us think that, you know, you kind of just have to have, you know, I guess um, some common sense sometimes because um, she was just really sick still. She was coughing and the whole thing. And I'm just going, oh my God. Um, and then it was really funny because I was um, with my uh, client, uh, not client, I was with a couple of guys from Parkrun and they're a little bit sort of um, a bit gung-ho sometimes. They're all like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. We'll just go and ride and we'll do our thing. And they weren't really paying attention, I guess, to where other people were. So we were going, we were at the Limble pub and we we're going to have lunch and then we we're like, no, we, we'll keep going. We'll just keep riding through. So we decided to go through and we'll um, have lunch at Moore, which was only seven kilometres away. And so as we're going along, I was like, um, you know, do you think we should wait for the other guys? And they're like, no, they'll be fine. They'll find us. Rah, rah, rah. And then I was like, well, that's more like that's where we're doing lunch and everything. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. And um, anyway, we sort of went through more and out the other side and we just kept riding, Rebecca. And, you know, men, they're very stubborn. And I was just going, uh, guys, um, I don't know that there's anyone else around right now. Like it seems to be very quiet behind me and all of this. Anyway, I stopped at the top of this. Um, they have these big sort of hills, which are pretty, um, you know, scary to go down and up, but it's a bit of effort to get up the other side. Anyway, we've done this big hill up the other side. And then um, I'm looking around, I'm just going, there's no one behind us, guys. Like, I, I just don't know. This doesn't feel right. Anyway, Steve, he just went, Rebecca, he rode up another three big hills. Like he's gone. And I'm just like, where is Steve going? And we were shouting out, he couldn't hear us. And there's no reception out there. This one's so many walkie-talkies. They couldn't even ring the guy. And he just kept going, mate. And I said to him, it was quite hilarious because when he came back, we're going, are you insane? Like, did you look behind you? There was no one behind you. And he's like, I was just looking at the next hill, Michelle. I just wanted to get over the next hill and the next hill and the next hill. So he rode up three massive hills, then had to ride back, and then he had to do it again later. We're like, you're going to have to do this after lunch, mate, because we got we went the wrong way because Jason was ringing me at that point and the reception was so bad. It took me four goes to get through to me. But he's going, um, you missed more. You missed a lunch place. And then by then, two other girls had joined us because they were following us and they're going, let's just keep going. And I'm like, there's nowhere else to eat, guys. We're going to have to go back. So it was so funny. So we ended up doing an extra, you know, um, five kilometres or something, two and a half each way. <laughs> And then we went back to more and um, I just couldn't believe it because I was sitting there going, guys, should we stop? Should we stop? And this is your intuition, hey? And the guys are like, yeah. no, let's just keep going. I mean, seven Ks didn't take that long. I was like, I think we've done the seven Ks, you know, you know, it's just like, oh my God. So anyway, we went back and then we had to do it again. So <laughs> they were going along after lunch and they're going, 
I'm having deja vu and I'm like, I wonder why. I wonder why. <laughs> like, really? Um, I was so annoyed. That I was doesn't like, count. That doesn't count. <laughs> oh, my God. And I tell you what, Rebecca, in terms of directions and things like this, it's so funny because I'm married to Jason and I'm like, you know, I'm just so used to him now. But he's so bad at directions. And it's like he doesn't realize it. And so this is so funny. We came back after we got lost, right? And Jason's telling us where to go. Now, we come to an intersection, Rebecca, and you can either go straight ahead or you can go left at an intersection. Jason's going, when you get to the main road, go straight ahead, right? That's what he said. We get to the main road and we go straight ahead. And in his mind, he's going, on the main road, we're going straight ahead this way, on the main road, in his head. turning left. Exactly. So (laughs) I'm used to him, right? And he does this all the time and we get really, like, I get really annoyed at him. He's like, oh, I said go right, go right. And he's pointing left. Oh, I tell you what. So anyway, he's going straight ahead, straight ahead, straight. So Steve, Steve, the guy who rode off into the distance, goes straight across all this traffic, out the other side and up a hill. And Jason's going, what are you doing? And Jason turned left and I've just seen him and I've just gone this way. And then Chris has gone this way and we all went this way. But he's going straight ahead. I can't even tell you. Steve came back and he goes, mate, straight ahead's that way. Not this way. That's left. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm like, Steve, welcome to my marriage. This is what it's like. And he goes, he goes, he should, if you were ever a rally car driver, he should never navigate for you. Don't yeah. get him to navigate for you. You know what I mean? Like he is, it's terrible. It's so bad. But it was really great for oh, someone else to kind of see that. Oh, let me tell you. It was so well, great for someone you. else to see that. Because he doesn't get it. Like he says these things. I'm like, straight ahead. We're in an intersection. Like, but it made sense to him. In his head. Exactly. Yes, in his head. It made sense in oh his head. Oh, my God, Rebecca. That's so funny. Oh, so good. <laughs> so that was very entertaining. Um, and so, yeah, that was our bike ride. So, anyway, 60K bike ride. Um, and I'll save the rest for later. Um, I talked to the ears of a donkey so far. So, um, let's get into the show. Now, Beck, okay. uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I had a card here. Hang on a second. What are we doing? Um, I got a card here. So, ooh, Rebecca, check it out. Cut the I believe cord. that will be Archangel Michael. Beautiful. Be Archangel Michael. Um, this is Carl Gray's The Angel Guide, Oracle, and uh, all about um, cutting the cords. So what do we need to do? We need to cut those uh, those cords. We need to get rid of those cords. So um, that is all about moving forward. That's not living in the past. All about being nice and present and probably relevant, I think, to what we're talking about today because we're talking about feelings and sometimes people feel too much and they feel everyone else's stuff. So Becca and I are always talking about cut the cords. You don't have to feel everyone else's stuff. Send it back to its source, which is what Tash says a lot of. Um, he's actually got this beautiful purple swirl around him as well, which is um, violet, you know, connecting to the higher awareness, um, very high vibrational into the crown space. So we really cut the cords and we can elevate, you know, we can raise our vibration. You know, to stay down there. Um, so this is more about presence, I guess, you know, leaving that past behind, which is fantastic. And I feel like very, very relevant uh, to what we're talking about today, Rebecca. Which is, re- yeah, I, I agree too. And see, the other thing there too is cutting the cords um, and, and just sort of um, <clears throat> it is, you know, maybe 
old ways of doing things aren't the best yeah. way to be doing it now. So 100%. following your intuition, that's that purple swirl there that you said, following your intuition, doing what feels right. I mean, a lot of things today don't work the way they used to. Correct. You know, so that's 100%. that's really cool. That was very good card. Michelle. Yeah, very they cool. always really are. They always are. Hold on. I, I don't know if this is for you, Beck, but I will show you these because they may be relevant. Um, but I did draw three, as I like to do. Um, the answer is yes. We've got a little rainbow angel there. So the answer is yes. I don't know if there's a yes, no, you know, with you that you're chasing. Um, but I was sort of drawing for the collective. So if there is something, I guess, the listener at home listening um, to this. If there's a question that you had, you know, I need a yes or no for, um, the answer is yes. And then we have self-acceptance. So cutting the cords is about being more present. Yes, it's also saying yes, saying yes to the opportunities as they present. Yes, yes. Um, I will talk a bit about that probably in our next episode as well um, because of what's going on with my Facebook page, Becca and I were just talking about off air. Um, the self-acceptance, confidence in yourself, belief in yourself moving forward. I am okay the way that I am. I'm perfect as I am. You know, I don't need to be fixed or changed. So we're okay as we are. So if there was anything relevant in that, I, I guess I'll just go through all three of them. I'll take a photo of those. Um, but yeah, I just feel like I wanted to read all of those out um, and let everyone know at home that, um, you know, that's what we're sort of dealing with today. That's our theme, I guess, of the show today. Um, Becky, we're going to say something about um, something here before I get into it. I was going to say something just before we get into this. So I'm just, today is our episode 44. Yeah together so 44 and I just thought that felt like um, I needed to to um, draw on the angel numbers from mm -hmm. Joanne's sacred scribes and the the links up there in the in the notes um, for the show um, but I just want to read this out too because I just felt like this was really relevant it was like 44 because 444 obviously is the angels are with us yes um, when we see 444 around the angels are with us they're guiding us they're supporting us um, and episode 44 I just I just felt like you know it's it's really big because I've seen this a lot lately um, as well I've been getting lots of double double numbers oh have you amazing I have so um, so this is associated with our passions and drive and the energies of the angels, the archangels. So angel number 44 asks that you pay attention to your intuition and inner wisdom, Michelle. Oh. Your connection with your angels and the angelic realm is very strong at this time. You are encouraged to continue on your current path as you drive and determine what will lead you to success and fulfillment. Wow. Angel number 44 brings a message that you're being surrounded by helpful, loving angels who wish to bring you peace of mind and joy of heart. So the angel number 44 indicates that you're being given support and encouragement along your path. And when faced with an obstacle, rest assured <laughs> that your angels are most willing to assist. Golly. Be sure that solutions to any issues or problems will soon be revealed. Lovely. Wow. That is so, so it's relevant. A message that they are with you, the angels are with us and encouraging and guiding us. They offer you inner strength and support to enable you to get the work done that you need to in order to attain and achieve your goals and aspirations. They know and understand that you've been toiling diligently towards your goals and encourage you to continue on your current path to achieve the success and results you desire. Work with the angels to ensure success in all of your endeavours. Wow. You have nothing to fear in regards to your life, work and divine life purpose and soul mission 
Isn't that amazing? That's so relevant to what we were talking about. So relevant. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really glad that I just, because I don't normally do that. Yeah. Um, so I'm really glad that I, I followed that. That's so good. And, and went with it. Very, very cool. Very, yeah. very cool. We'll talk about that probably in the next episode because it's is up there. Yeah, because it's to do with change and that's what Becca and I were talking about off air. Um, there's been some changes with our businesses online, on social media, and uh, it's been quite challenging. I've got to tell you, it's been quite challenging letting go of how I was doing things before. So, um, yeah, really, really great. That makes a lot of sense. 44, hey? Um, so, Becca, we'll get into the show if you like. So um, I guess I wanted to start off just by saying, you know, when I was growing up and that was some time ago, um, I heard a lot of my elders say things like children should be seen and not heard and don't complain and don't brag, you know, don't big note yourself, don't get a big head, you know, all of those things. And, you know, I really feel like that's a big one because, you know, we're teaching people not to be proud of like their achievements in a way. It's like, oh, you know, I just won this amazing thing. And it's like, we're not supposed to talk about that. Like, what do you mean? Um, it's just really, I don't know, it's confusing, I think, you know, growing up. It's like, well, why can't I talk about that amazing thing that I did? But that's what we were told, you know, don't brag and all of that. So, you know, I guess, um, you know, no one wanted to know how I was feeling either. I mean, I remember, you know, teachers would never ask me. Um, I don't really remember my parents talking about their feelings or emotions it just wasn't really a thing. And I do remember dad saying to me, you know, don't cry because that shows weakness and stuff like that. He'd probably be horrified that he said that now. But at the time, that's what he said, you know, don't cry because it shows weakness or don't be a weakling or whatever. So it's like all of those things, I mean, they make us not want to be emotional, I think. And this episode's all about the feels. So, you know, I remember those program responses as well. You know, if someone says, how are you? It's like, I remember, I'm pretty sure my grandparents told me, you know, you just say that I'm good. You just say that I'm good. I'm pretty sure that's when the programming comes in. Um, and that's how we, and we also learn from them. You know, I see my grandparents do that. You know, how are you? I'm good. You know, that's that's the response. Um, and anything outside of that, it's like, oh, you know, if anyone sort of goes into any detail, you're like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm panicking because you just used to people saying I'm good. You know, if someone walks up and said I've had a bad day, I'd be like, oh, shivers. Um, I really don't know what to do here. And if any of my teachers asked me how I was feeling, I mean, I think, you know, I would have been like, you know, I would have been like, I'm in an alternate universe here. Like, this is weird because no one did. I mean, it was just a totally different life back then. And I actually saw Beck the other night when I was writing these notes out on the project, they featured an episode on depression with the woman actually labeling uh, it suffocating and paralyzing. And that was depression for her. And the advice that she received was to speak up, speak up you know, because a lot of the time we're not, you know, a lot of the time we hold on to all this and, you know, we're told we're a bit crazy if we see spirit or we do cards or whatever. And it's like, we need to start talking about this. And I feel like that's where the healing happens. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, I was just putting in an extra note because you said something there reminded me, made me um, sort of giggle mm. a little bit about grandparents. But just when you were saying, before I get into that, um, when you were saying about the how are you question, mm. oh, my goodness, um, I got to a point where I avoided answering this yeah. in my life. Okay, wow. and this was, and so this, so my response was somebody would go, hi, how are you? Um, I would actually respond to, hi, how are you? 
That ah, was, that's another, that's a diversionary um, tactic. A, yeah, because yeah. I just didn't, you know, a lot of people. Me. Yeah. Yep, don't want, don't, don't go there. Don't, I yep. just don't, you know. Yep. <laughs> that's a big one. I've got a lot of friends who do that and I go, no. I know, no. you call me up on it all the time. Yeah. Well, you used to, you used to call me up on it. Yeah. Now I just go, I'm just going to answer because she knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I avoided answering this and that was my response. How, hi, how are you? Back to them instead of saying, yeah, I'm good or, you know, yeah. um, life sucks or whatever was going on at the time. But many people didn't realise I was not actually answering them. Yes. Which is interesting. So, um, and the reason like why to talk I did about that, themselves, Rebecca. That's right. And mostly because I didn't, I did it that way because I had so much going on and I didn't want to saturate them with how I was actually feeling at the time, or I just didn't want to, like I was exhausted and didn't want to keep talking about it. About it all. Um, Which is really interesting because if we go back to our Abraham, Esther and Abraham, Jerry Hicks, um, that's what they say. Don't go back to the past. You want to sort of stop bringing it up which is cutting the cords, which is Michelle's card. Michelle's holding the card up, yes. <laughs> the That's right. Um, but I just wanted to say before when you brought up the grandparents um, and it made me giggle, made me giggle, I can actually feel her giggling with me now because, <laughs> you know, it's different. Grandma has um, grandma has passed passed on, but um, this particular grandparent has, has passed on. But I remember one day we were sitting there and we're talking like country New South Wales, okay? So when the visitors came over, we were told, blah, blah, blah's coming over. Mrs. Mrs. Jones is coming over, let's say. Mrs. Jones will be here soon and, mm-hmm. and you're going to be on your best manners and your best behaviour because I was a rotten kid, sure. Yeah. Um, so the good <laughs> tablecloth would come out. Whoa, the fine china. The good tablecloth, that's right, the good cup. The, the good teapot and the the cups and saucers and what have you and and there'd be a sponge made for it and you know wow. all of this it was all very you know we, we dusting the right there'd things. be a lot of dusting and prep going on beforehand I'm sure oh my gosh so little me trying to be on my best behavior and trying to be helpful said guest comes through door comes inside starts talking to grandma and they're like hello how are you and da, 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 and yes just have a seat and I'm like straight up <laughs> little and I'm t- I'm like maybe seven years old okay and I'm just like Mrs I'm gonna say Jones for, for whatever purposes I can't remember who it was Mrs Jones would you like a cup of tea and that was the worst thing I could have done at that stage in my that was rude because I shouldn't have spoken I wasn't, I was a little, little child. You were supposed to be thinking. I was thinking that's a good thing to ask. Why is that a bad thing to ask? Oh my gosh. Well, that's what I thought. I was just like, I'm going to help grandma out here. Would you like a cup of tea? I can put the kettle on. And grandma was furious. (laughs) I laugh now. Oh my (laughs) lordy. She was really angry because after she left and I had no idea, like she was steaming the whole way through I had no idea got sent outside to play I uh, wasn't allowed to sit down and have a cup of tea we got our biscuit we got our milk and went outside that was it um and I didn't realize how much that affected grandma I thought I was you know being helpful and I was trying to be on my best behavior I was trying to be polite and I was following grandma's example from what I had seen her do in the past but mm-hmm. it wasn't a child's place no to do that because no. it wasn't my house I was a child you're seen and not heard that's it and it was grandma was the host 
So she's the one her. who does all the talking and that's right. Isn't it amazing? Because it's like you didn't feel like you were doing anything wrong, but the no. fact that you know these are the these are the protocols, these are the the unwritten rules, isn't it? That's, that's it's right. the programming, yeah. But it's also what you're talking about reminds me of when they had the kids' table. Remember, like you're growing up and probably at your grandma's place if they were hosting Christmas or something. There's the adults' table and the kids' table. Mm. So it was all separate. Everything was very separate. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But it's not yeah. now. No. Completely different. Isn't it Christmas incredible? Is just like, you just go in. Like, actually, it's kids eat first. So the kids yeah. go through and they get theirs first and then they just go and sit wherever and we just all pretty much intermingle. Mingle. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like the animals too. I mean, because growing up, we had a dog. The dog lived in the backyard. There was no like pet cafes. There was no a cat cafe. We had a cat cafe up here. We can go and pack cats inside a cafe. I mean, we didn't have any of that stuff. It was like the dog lived in the backyard. Yeah, puppy chinos. The dog lived in the backyard. And it's like now, yeah, the animals are like part of the family. They're fur friends. I mean, you would never leave your dog outside all night. There are some dogs that are more outdoors dogs. But, yeah, I mean, all of that's totally changed. It was the dog was outside. The kids are like at a different table. I mean, it was so like excluded there was so much exclusion and they've got their own insurance now yeah when we were growing up that didn't not didn't happen no isn't it incredible you think about how much has changed yeah Um, so i just had to throw that in about grandma and 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 i know like i can feel like i keep giggling because i can actually feel her sort of giggling now yeah um how ludicrous with me which is funny but yeah yeah Yeah. no that's a great memory and that brought up stuff for me as well Beck, i sort of wanted to stress here that um there is a bit of a difference i guess between sort of you know reaching out for help and also dumping and that's something that you alluded to before you know sometimes you're going through a lot of stuff and it's like you know maybe it's not the best thing to bring up in certain situations or certain circumstances and i know that you know i've been in situations where i've avoided someone you know, and I never want to do that, but I, I've had to avoid people because I'm just like, oh God, they're going to dump on me. They're going to dump on me. And there is a permission with this. Now, I want to say to the listener at home, there is a permission. So we, Beck and I talk a lot about, you know, if you are going to deal with someone with depression or something serious going on, you can hold space for them, but you need to protect your energy. Mm. So you need to put your bubble on with your mirror and all of that um, and protect your energy. So you can still hold space. You don't have to be a hermit. You know, because I have a lot of clients coming here going, Michelle, I'm done. I'm just going to live inside my house for the rest of my life and just get takeaway, you know, shopping and online shopping and all that. And I don't think that's necessary. But I have had to do that. I have felt back in the day, you know, I just didn't want to be around that person because, you know, they were dumping on me. Um, But again, that's an acceptance. So look, saying to someone, I'm not really coping so well right now and I'm not sure what to do. You know, that's an opportunity for them to give you an answer or some sort of solution. It doesn't mean that, you know, I'm going to sit there and unload about my divorce or my separation or whatever. And sure, you know, best friend, you know, you're going to tell them all the details. But what can happen sometimes is we get caught up in the pain so much. It's like every opportunity, you know, um, the coffee guy, the coffee guy, you know, what do you want for your coffee today? I want a chai latte. How are you going? Well, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is, is all about your separation, your divorce and whatever. And it's like, that's when you kind of go, you may need to talk to someone, I think, mm. because it's like, that's a little bit over, you know, talking to your best friend and all that, fine. Yeah. But if you're talking to the milk guy, the paper guy, the whatever guy, it's like, you know, 
Um, maybe we need to sort of figure this out. So saying something like, you know, I'm just really struggling at the moment, not sure what to do. That gives you the opportunity to go, you know, I know a really good relationship counselor. I know a really good therapist. I know a really good, you know, lifeline called Lifeline 13, 11, 14. So it's like, these are the opportunities for us to go, maybe do that thing, you know, and it's really good. I mean, Beck and I know, I mean, I've been to, um, you know, counseling and, and all of that as well. And sometimes it's just nice to talk to someone who doesn't know the situation and doesn't know the people involved and everything else. Whereas when you're talking to your friends, there's always going to be bias there. You know, they're either going to side with you or whatever. So it's <laughs> like, I feel like it is a good opportunity as opposed to the dumping thing, because then if you're wondering why, you know, you sort of walk into a circle, you know, a group of friends or whatever, and everyone sort of clears out, maybe you're dumping, maybe, maybe there's something going on there and we're oversharing. So, you know, we can offer to listen. We don't have anything to worry about um, is what I was sort of getting at before. And we want the person who's struggling to get the right help. So if I can't help them, I'm going to be recommending some stuff. Um, years ago, I was actually working with the girl, not working with the girl, but I was friends with the girl um, who was, you know, severely depressed. And it's funny perspective because I would sort of think about her and she was living at home with her parents back. She was studying at university, living at home with her parents, not paying any rent, not buying food, not doing anything. And here's Michelle in my own place. I had my own mortgage. Um, I was living on my own. I was single. I had tenants in, I was, you know, renting with other flatmates and whatever. And I was putting myself through uni and I was working in radio and I was below the poverty line. I was eating baked beans every day. Mm -hmm. This girl was with her parents in a mansion, like it was a mansion and she was depressed. And every time I got together with her, she was the one was me, this, 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 this. Now I'm not making light of that because from my perspective, I was kind of going, what are you unhappy about? What part of your life are you unhappy about? Like you've got all this money. She was working as well. So she had an income, not paying anything. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, this is ludicrous. But every time I got off the phone to her, I was exhausted. Literally, I would get off the phone and I would be, I need to go and have a nap. And we had a mutual friend, like another friend of ours that we sort of knew. And I was talking to her about it. And she just goes, Michelle, I'm exactly the same. She keeps ringing me and saying, blah, 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 blah. She was telling both of us the same sad story. It was like she was in a loop like stuck in a loop. And it was like, it was just exhausting Beck. And I just thought, I just don't, I don't think I can do this anymore. You know what I mean? It was just the worst. And I actually ended up um, cutting ties. And so did the other girl, our mutual friend cut ties. We're still friends, the two of us. Um, but we actually cut ties and it was several times a day. I mean, she was ringing me multiple times a day. So we ended up sort of cutting ties. And then it was really funny because I ran into her at Tangaluma. I went to Tangaluma for a holiday. I'd never been there before. Ran into her. I was like, oh, my God, Father. <laughs> and I was like, what do I do? And <laughs> it was weird because I ran into her and she was like, oh, you know, um, I was really sad that because what had happened was um, the back, the, I have to sort of say this because it's not going to make sense, but basically she'd asked um, and my friend, our mutual friend, to be her bridesmaid, right? And so she'd asked her to be in a bridal party. She was getting married. So she was actually getting married in, in amongst all this depression. And um, so she'd asked her to be the bridesmaid. And then uh, my friend had some opinions, I think, about like the dress, about the bridesmaid dress or something. And <laughs> yeah. And um, anyway, she she dumped her as a bridesmaid by SMS. She sent her a text message. So she goes, I don't want you to be in my bridal party. Get the ready for this. I don't want you to be in my bridal party anymore, but you're welcome to come to the wedding if you would like to. Yeah. Yeah. In an SMS, <laughs> love. In an SMS. And the reason, actually, the reason it wasn't the opinions, the reason that she dumped her was because my friend 
So this is this is where it's, you know, this is very interesting because everything's perspective. The girl getting married, right, wasn't aware that our mutual friend was going through a relationship breakdown. So she hadn't been with a lot of people. She didn't have a lot of relationships, but she was with a guy and the guy, it wasn't working out. And he was he was basically breaking up with her during the whole wedding preparation for the other girl, right? So the other girl's there going, you need to be at this meeting and that meeting and this, you know, whatever, whatever. My friend is going through, our friend was going through a relationship breakup, but because she was so self-absorbed, she didn't even ask a question. She didn't know that she was going through that. Mm. And I'm aware of it. And I'm going, that's why she was missing all these appointments, but she didn't want to put her relationship breakup on the other girl. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. And then she got that SMS and she was like, that's it. Like, that is it. Anyway, I run into her at Tangaluma and she's going, I'm just really let down. I'm really disappointed about how everything worked out. You know, I just, I'm disappointed that, you know, she didn't come up to these, oh, these no. meetings. She was still there. She was still stuck in that. And I, I'm pretty sure I said to her, it's a while ago now, but I'm like, she was actually going through a breakup and she was like, what? And I was like, yeah. And I said, you didn't actually stop and ask, did you? Because she was all like, la, 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 oh, I miss you and everything else. And I'm just going, really? But I said, that's why she didn't go to the meetings. The things that she was missing, she was going through a breakup and the girl was, she had no idea. She was like, I had yeah. no idea. Yeah. She never asked. I was like, try asking. See ya. Because she was like, oh, we should catch up. I'm like, no, no, we're not going to catch no. up. You know what I mean? She still didn't get it. And I know that sounds really harsh the way I'm saying that, but I mean, this was years, Rebecca. This was years. And to do that via SMS when she's going through like her first major love and breakup, I'm sorry, but I've just, I'm done. You know what I mean? So, you know, this is and a it doesn't take, Yeah, it doesn't take much to say, hey, what's what's going on? What's, the, what's the deal? Yeah. yeah. What's the deal? Why, why are you not excited for me or something yeah. like that? And then yeah. she would have probably said, well, I am excited, I'm going through a breakup. but I've got this going on. And she never I even gave her the option. To, yeah. No. Yeah. No. Aww. Yeah. So, Aww. you know, I don't want to be a downer. <laughs> But, you know, I just, you know, that's a good example of you, everyone's got a different perspective and there's obviously a reason, you know. Yeah, that's right. Take the time and, to find that out. And you know what? She was probably um, holding on to that because like, she, she didn't know that this other lady was going through a breakup. She was holding on to it yeah. for all those years. And yes. there's so much missed opportunity. Oh, completely. There's so many things to come in. And this is just, I just want to say before that when you said that you cut ties because it was exhausting. Yeah. Um, I just want to also throw in there too that it's also exhausting for the person experiencing it. Completely. So really, that's right. It's about taking note of our feelings, acknowledging it, moving through it to a better feeling thought. And then that way you're making space for a new feeling and a better feeling instead of holding on to a feeling that just doesn't feel good. And it will sit there and it will just continue, 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 continue. And you just, the more this loop. sort of, yeah, the more it loops and continues, the more you feel bad and you, you're coming back down to it. So sometimes, um, and it's a really tricky thing to, because we're so conditioned to doing that. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, tunnel vision on what's happening at the time instead of you know trusting that everything will work out okay um, and this is something I've been doing a lot um, this week I'm trying to catch my words trying to catch my thoughts this morning I still did it this morning I, <laughs> I went in there paid for the doctors it was like you know $90 to see the doctor um, in there for two minutes and I was like okay two minutes 90 bucks Whatever. Literally, it was two and a half minutes, maybe three minutes. In we there. need to be doctors. We're in the yep. wrong business. Absolutely. And then I had to 
we got out um, for the appointment was for someone else, for one of my children, and I paid for the appointment. And then they wanted to charge me a surcharge on FPOS. Are you joking? <laughs> and I went, what? <laughs> and I was like, me, 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 me. I've Inside had enough. I was like, are you serious? She was in there two minutes. You're charging me $90 plus a surcharge. So it was the 90 cents that threw me over. Really. <laughs> that you over the edge. I was just like, that's it. Less than a dollar. No <laughs> way. That's That's enough. And I had a vent and I had some the kids with me like the older kids with me and I'm just like but that's not the point you could have at least gotten been in there and had the full 15 minutes and had a full skin check instead of just having this one thing checked and then I was just like but you know what I pulled myself out of it and I'm and like they're sitting there going well, we're really sorry like we can pay you I'm like no I don't want you to pay me back I don't want you to do that I'm just really frustrated right now I said but do you know what I pulled myself out of it at the end of the day you've had the check on what you were worried about. Yep. Everything's okay. We don't need a referral. We don't need a specialist. Everything's perfect. Um, and let's just focus on that because that's Isn't a really that thing. And then I think we drove around or something and I said, oh, do you mind if I just stop in here? I said, because technically we should have still been at the doctor's and they're like, um, haven't we let go of this? <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently not. Apparently not. And I'm like, Yes, I'm just acknowledging that we've got the extra time now to do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's really hard to catch yourself. It really is. And this yeah. is what I've been focusing on this week, trying to to sort of do that. We're human. We're going mm-hmm. to feel emotions. We're going to, you know, react. Yeah. That, that knee-jerk sort of reaction. Um, but it didn't take me long to get out of that. And That's then everything else sort of changed because I went from that to another shop. They didn't have mm-hmm. what I wanted. Well, they did have what I wanted. But it was really super expensive. And they said, why don't you go over to Bunnings because they've got it. I'm like, okay. Went to Bunnings. Yeah, we have it in two of our stores, which are on the other side of Canberra. Of course they are. That's not happening. It's half the price, but I'm not going over there to do it. So then I went to another shop and I went in there and I got what I wanted. I got 14 kilos of what I wanted for the same price as the first lot so Mm. everything worked out fine because I turned my attitude around your attitude that's it that's it you nailed that yeah nailed it that's how it goes yeah so um like I said it's about taking note of our feelings acknowledging it moving through it to a better feeling thought and then that way we make space for the new feeling a better feeling Mm. and you know we're not instead of holding on to a feeling that doesn't feel good like attracts like Mm -hmm. if you sit in it too long you can't can't grasp it. Yeah. That um so. reminds me, just what you said then really reminded me. I think I put this into our mentorship chat. Selvika Institute, they've got a podcast. I'm pretty sure I'll put that into the uh, mentorship chat on Messenger. And because I've got this podcast and it's based on uh, A Course in Miracles. And oddly enough, everything was about miracles yesterday. It was like one of my clients sent me an email from Kyle Gray going, you need to like subscribe, you know, to get his newsletter and stuff like that because it's amazing. He does card draws in it. She sends it to me. It's all about miracles. And then I'm on Facebook and Selvika Institute comes up and it's all about the new earth and all of that stuff. And then I jumped onto their podcast and the podcast is all about miracles. And it's based on A Course in Miracles. And then I jumped on uh, LinkedIn, I think it was, And it was, um, someone put up a post saying, we don't need to know the meaning. 
like as in of the situation. You know, when we get into a situation, sometimes we just get so caught up in the meaning and what is it and I need an answer and an explanation and la, 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 focus on the miracles that are coming. Mm. And that's what I've been doing to get through the Facebook situation with the change with booking. It's like I could sit there and get caught up in the, oh, my gosh, that's so unfair. I can't believe they're doing this. It's putting me out. My business is going to suffer, la, la, la. And it would because that's where my attention is. Or do we focus on the fact that there must be some amazing miracle? This is obviously spirits pointing me in this this direction and it's part of my growth. You know what I mean? So I could sit in that other other energy and definitely I'd have, you know, my business will be hampered for sure. So, and that's kind of what Beck's talking about. So a really good example. And that's what, you know, sort of popped into my head. Um, But I will put that link in because I just think this is really great. I started listening to the podcast and it's really great. Um, And of course, the miracles is hard to understand. So sometimes it's nice to have someone talk through the points and explain a little bit, Mm. but it is based on um, that. So it's all about not worrying about the meaning so much now. It's all about focus on the miracle, focus on the miracle that's coming. And I just feel like that's what my mindset is now. When I'm in the car driving or whatever, that's what I'm thinking about. So I wanted to say back here uh, that you and I are both empathic. And that's when I first met you. I knew that, you know, straight away, very empathic, uh, which means we have very open heart spaces and we want to help everybody. So often we do find that we're, um, you know, finding people who need fixing, you know, and that can be friendships or relationships or doesn't really matter. Um, But I've certainly been in enough relationships where I was fixing or trying to fix the other person. Um, But also being an empath means we feel everyone's stuff. And, you know, the number of times it's so interesting. The other day I was healing a dude and I just went, oh, I must have hurt my knee. Did I hurt my knee when I was doing Kokoda training the other day when I did that bike ride or something? My (laughs) left knee was paining. And my left knee is my um, sore knee. Like it does tend to be like from skating. That was sort of the inside leg. So, but I haven't had any pain in my body at all. So I was just like, where is my, why is my knee hurting? Anyway, I felt the guy's knee and I was like, oh, his knee's really cold. Oh, that's interesting. But I didn't really put two and two together. And I did say to him, um, you know, your knees are pretty cold and whatever. And then he goes, yeah, my left knee's um, fake. I've had like three operations on it. So it's all metal and bolts and everything else. And I went, are you kidding? Your left knee? And he goes, yeah. And I went, oh my God. And I said, that was you? And he thought it was hilarious. I was like, I thought I'd done something, but it was like, I didn't have a sore knee. And then all of a sudden I did, and I didn't put two and two together. So it's like, even as long as I've been doing this for, I still forget, like, I still forget that I'm feeling other people's stuff. Cause it's just, it's a constant thing now, you know, it's a day-to-day thing. So he just thought that was really funny. But, um, and I was like, you need to get that sorted, mate. Cause it really hurts. He goes, yeah, it does. So <laughs> I was like, you know, the number of times that's happened, um, where I've sort of, you know, felt everyone's stuff. I've been to a shop or I've been to like an Eka or whatever, like a show. And I just, I'm overloaded with people. And lately it's been visiting dad in hospital, you know, I go to the hospital and I'm just like, there's so many sick people. And I'm like, I don't want to make eye contact. I'm like, oh my God, um, don't look at me, you know, like all these sick people. And I just don't want to feel this stuff. And then I come home and I'm like, oh, chop, 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 throw it away, the whole thing, because it's a lot. So, you know, again, I sort of alluded to protection before. It's like you can still hold space. You can still go to hospitals. You can still go to shopping centers or whatever, but put your bubble up and put a mirror on the outside and reflect everything's, everything back. Um, one of the things with being a journalist, um, and Beck knows this, is I, I sw- switched off all my empathic abilities. So when I started um, getting into reading, it was really hard for me because I couldn't feel anyone's stuff because I'd separated myself from everybody. So, you know, getting into this stuff, I was like, oh, shivers. I'm going to have to start feeling something um, because I really have to start feeling my clients. I've got to start feeling their loved ones coming in. Um, I literally switched all of that off. So one of my um, gifts, I guess now, 
mm-hmm. is that I have switched the empath ability on. When I switched that on, my clairsentience, which is the physical feeling, switched on too, and I didn't have that either. So when I started out doing readings, like, you know, permanently, um, all I was really getting was smell, like really spirit would communicate a lot with the scent. Um, and that's what I sort of built on. Um, but yeah, really interesting uh, switching that back on. And the story is that I was riding my bike across a bridge and I saw this rainbow. And this is probably along the lines of the miracles I was just talking about. But I was riding my bike across the um, bridge. I was running, actually, not riding. I was running. And I must have just been in the right angle where I saw this little teeny, teeny rainbow. And as I ran, the rainbow started growing and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I guess because I was running as opposed to driving a car, it was very gradual. And I actually felt, oddly enough, in my head, I felt like I was creating the rainbow. And I don't, I don't, obviously it wasn't, um, but it was like, that's what it felt like. So I created this whole complete rainbow. It was perfect. And I was running along and I'm crying and people are looking at me and I'm like, I don't even care. And from that moment forward, my empath abilities were switched on again. And I had asked spirit, I was like, can you help me out here? And I saw that rainbow and I thought, this is a miracle. This is a miracle. Mm. For me, that was a sign, you know, so it's individual, you know, whatever it is for you, great. Um, But, you know, a rainbow is sort of a reflection of light and all of that with the, you know, water in the air and everything else. But for me, I was in the right place, right time. And I was like, that's it. And I came back and my reading was different that day. And it continued to be different from then on as I switched more and more of that ability on. It certainly does. And look, amen, sister. It's, it's a <laughs> fine line between our feelings and someone else's. Um, and it takes, you know, a lot of work to to differentiate between who's it's who's and who's it's not, you know, even, you know, to the point where you can be sitting there and you're thinking, I'm feeling this. Why am I feeling this? Like, I yeah. just feel really stressed out at the moment. I don't know what's going on. I'm not, I'm, I'm here. I'm doing everything I always do. Why am I so stressed out? And then the phone mm. will ring, mm-hmm. you know, and it'll be someone going, I'm really stressed out. I'm lost. Or how do I get to here? Or something like that. So it's, yeah. it's really, really quite interesting. Um, <clears throat> the other day I felt in the shopping center, I was, I was with a lady and I'd taken her shopping to, to get some things um, and I felt all of a sudden like my chest was on fire like we just walked through just walked past some people I felt like my chest was on fire it was really tight and I was just like oh my goodness I just I feel awful and I knew I knew like I thought what's going on here and I had my hands there and my lady looked at me and she said are you okay and I said yeah I said my chest feels like it's burning like it's just is something going on with my chest she said are you okay and I said I don't think it's me and I looked around sort of just sort of looked around um and I looked at this one person and I said do you see that that guy over there she said yeah I said the one that's just sat down like he was talking to a lady I said he's just sat down on the chair and she said yeah I said he's not well he's not well right now and she said oh she said do you need to do it because she knows she understands um, like she doesn't get this herself, but she understands, <laughs> you know, it's happened a few times and I've said things and she's just gone, okay, um, I'm going to start taking note of you now. So um, anyway, and, and I didn't feel like I needed to help. There was someone with him. I didn't feel like I needed to get involved, um, but I just felt this. So as we continued walking our direction, this person was getting, you know, had somebody there assisting him. Um, 
we went into the chemist because she had to get some things. And as we're walking in, I'm like, chop, 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 and sending it off, transmuted with love, sending it back with love, you know, to the to the universe. So I didn't have to, and I started to feel better. And then it was about 10 minutes later, we walked out back past where we were, and the ambulance was there, Michelle. They were there with this guy and this lady, and they were helping him. And oh, my God, Rebecca. I had the oxygen, and it was just like, yeah. And she, my lady just looked, the lady I was with just looked at me, and she was like, and I'm standing there, and I just wanted to look because the, the lift we needed to take was right next to them. Wow. And, and I wanted to look, and she's looking at me, and she's gone, you don't look. If it's the first aid emergency and you're in public, you don't look. I'm like, I'm kind of conflicted here because I had all those feelings mm. before. I really want to look, but I don't want to look. Yeah. Um, so it was fine after that. I could feel that it had eased off a bit, that he was, you know, and I felt good that he was being cared for. That's amazing. Um, but it was just, yeah, really really interesting and th- and that's the sort of thing that we you know grocery shopping I can't tell you how many times I've had to leave the grocery store because I just felt so angry and just wanted to hurt someone yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I need to get home now um and I've done that and then sort of got into my pajamas and and my my hoodie and what have you and just sort of been in my own little bubble for a while yeah. because it was too much but it's, it's taken me a long time to get to that point so absolutely and it's about changing our ways as well to be able to cope with that manage that exactly and that story is um is quite profound because it really goes to show that a lot of what um i guess becca and i do is you know telepathy mind reading you know all of that and when you're in the same when you're in a higher vibration you're just feeling everything Mm. and it's okay but that's that's a really good example of that where it's like this person's got this extreme it's an extreme situation medical Mm. condition and it's like that's pretty extreme it's like a car accident driving past a car accident you know or anything like that and you can just feel everything or someone tells you on the phone and you're like oh lord even over the phone you know i don't know if people realize this it's like everything you know someone tells you about their kid or something and you're like whoa hang on i've got stuff going on here over the phone I mean, it doesn't have to be face-to-face. That's right. The amount of changes I've had to make. Do you remember when I received that phone call? I'm thinking that lady of you. That was really I'm thinking upset. of you. Correct. And yeah. the phone rang and I was just, I answered it normally. Mm. Hey, Kiki, how are you going? And, mm. and she was really upset. And then all of a sudden I was you just felt like, it all. oh, what happened? And I was like physically gagging. I felt yeah. so sick because of everything mm-hmm. that had gone on. Mm. Um. <clears throat> <laughs> and that's why I didn't bring it up. I, I'm glad you Coming said something. <laughs> yeah. But, so, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. But that's what we have to do is protect, you know, yeah. every day, every yeah. day. But it shows how connected we are. And that's what I'm sort of getting at. You know, mm-hmm. when someone comes in off the street and I sit down and all of a sudden I'm like, bang, 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 plucking all this stuff out. And they're like, are you insane? Like that just happened. That just happened. This, mm-hmm. this, is. And I'm like, it's in your, it's in your energy field. Whatever's going around your little energy field, that's what I'm feeling. So if someone's got a major medical condition, in a way, maybe that soul's reaching out for help. I need some help here. And yeah. that's you've picked it up. You've picked up the signal. So you think of it like a telephone. It's almost like they're sending out all these calls in different directions. And the people who are sensitive, a little bit higher vibrational, are like, oh, shivers, I'm a healer. Someone needs help here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, you know, it's a necessary thing. And think about your kids. If your kids are in trouble, you want to yeah. have that ability. Yeah, well, we won't go there because how many times have I run you and gone, oh, my gosh, yep. guess what just happened? Yep. But I just want to say for the yeah. listeners, for the listeners too, this is, um, 
I think this is really important. Like there's a reason why we've sort of spoken about this today. So for the, for the listeners out there, if you are around someone and you're feeling certain things all the time, you're feeling drained, you're feeling, mm. um, you know, exhausted or, or what have you, there may be something going on with that person yeah. that, that you need to, um, you know, ask, Bring are you okay? Or, How are you going? Yep. Or it um, it could be, you know, because obviously it's the end, you're picking up energetically what's going on there as well. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, it's not like, you know, um, this person has this ability and this person has this ability and you don't and you don't and this one does. They don't mm. sort of, that's not what happens. Everybody's got this. Yep. Um, and a lot of it can affect to your, your own personal health. Correct. Yeah, if correct. You if you don't, if you don't get to, rid of it. To figure it out. Yeah. I've got empaths who, it. yeah, I've got empath clients who've walked into the room and I've been a bit anxious that day and I've had them walk in and go, oh, my God, I'm so anxious. Why am I anxious? Like literally walk in the room and say that. And I'm like, I knew immediately, I was like, you're feeling my stuff. Don't do that. Because we all have, we're human. I mean, we still have our own lives and things going on. But I've literally had an empath walk in the room and say that to me and just go, oh my God, um, I'm really anxious. And I knew, I was like, don't do that. Cut your cords. And immediately I taught her how to cut a cord. She's a regular of mine. And so I've taught a lot about protection and cutting cords and things like that. So it's been really great. But um, she had no idea. She was literally walking around like a big sponge. And she was really struggling, like really struggling because she wasn't cutting anything. She wasn't removing anything. She wasn't sending anything back to source, nothing. She was hanging on to all of it. Um, and that's really damaging, as Beck said, you know, for the body and our well-being, mental health especially. So um, I guess in conclusion, I just wanted to say that it is okay to share. Uh, and this is what I'm saying. Sharing is about, you know, this is going on, that's going on or whatever. Yeah. And that's what friends do. But we just want to avoid dumping, I guess, on family or friends or colleagues. And that's when we kind of go, you know, like I said before, if we're telling the lawnmower man, the gardener, um, all about all the issues that are going on in our life, um, maybe we need to talk to someone, you know, get a healing or something um, because it's obviously spilling over, you know, it's like a little pressure cooker, which is what I see a lot in people that I read for. Um, So, you know, it's um, a few good tips, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, and just sort of just a reminder, don't um, don't hold on to it, work through mm. it, acknowledge it. What do I need to do to help this it's a teaching tool. What do I need to do to think about, you know, to, to be able to have a better feeling thought? What do, yeah. I, do I need to speak to someone professionally? Do I need to just have a bath with some Epsom salts and some oils or something? Yeah. You know, there, there's different levels of everything. The other thing that I said before, Beck, that just sort of um, resonated with what you were just talking about was don't worry about the meaning so much, focus on the miracle. Mm-hmm. And a lady said something really profound to me today. She's gotten out of a um, really seriously narcissistic relationship. And she said to me, and that person was like a real twin flame for her, like a real kind of completion. And she walked, as she was walking out the door, she said to me, Michelle, that person, and we don't, ma- we don't name names, that person is my greatest teacher. Yes. That person is my greatest teacher. And I really heard that. I was like, my God, sister, the miracles thing, everything. It's like, that is the upside of this. It wasn't fun to go through it. But now on the other side of it, she's like, oh my God, this person taught me so much. And I'm so grateful for that because you know, that's changed me and made me the way that I am now. And now she's more about, you know, I'm earning my keep, you know, I'm earning what I'm worth. 
Whereas before she was just giving everything away for free, have this, have that, la, la, la. This person's taught her to respect herself more and she's actually asking for what she's worth now. Mm. You know what I mean? It's changed her whole life. But she said to me, he is my greatest teacher. Isn't that amazing? I was listening to an Abraham Hicks episode last night on my way home from work. And that's what it was about. No. All those people out there that get under, you know, what does she say? Get your skin. Oh, up your goat. Yeah. Make sure your goat's not gettable, she says. Uh, Um, All those people out there that that get, you know, get your goat and get under your skin or or what have you. Yeah. You know. It's look just at fabulous. them and just think, you know, this is wonderful. Thank you for for this. What a lesson. This is just, this is just helping me move on. This oh. is helping me move forward. But and how that's great what I was does listening that to feel? last night, which is what your lady was saying. Yeah, totally. And, and how good does it feel, Rebecca? Because we could sit there and we can go through all the, oh, we did this and this happened and, you know, going over the stories again. I mean, you know, we can all do that. Doesn't mean their behavior is acceptable. No, totally not. It's our perception of it. Correct. So then we see it as a lesson and we go, wow, what a great lesson. I'm really grateful for this because look at what it's done for me. I'm respecting myself more. I'm choosing different relationships and I'm asking for what I'm worth. My business has picked up as a result of that. How amazing. Thank you. And it's every time I say that to people, I'm like, you need to thank them. And they're like, what the actual, are you mental? (laughs) I've had so many weird looks. (laughs) And it's like one day you will get to the point where you thank them one day. It may not be today, but one day you're going to get to the point where you thank them because this has sent you in this direction and you're healing this and you're going to be helping other people heal it. A lot of the women I work with end up helping other women with it. Lineage as well. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. So you're healing it for your kids, everything. So that for me was hair raising when she said that. I'm going to put Abraham Hicks into the show notes too because um, that's yeah, a really we good tip. Because um, that was on last night. It was it was just amazing when you were saying that. It was exactly so good. what she was saying. Yeah. And this is, a, this is the synchronicities bit because as I said to you, the miracles thing came to me in multiple different ways. And I was like, I can't ignore it. I can't mm-hmm. ignore it. And then that lady came out with that today and I went, that's incredible. Um, Because she came up with it, not me. Um, Now, I was just going to suggest here, being present is really important. Now, this ties back in with that card that I drew earlier, release your Mm -hmm. cords. So when we release the cords, we're able to be more in the present. We're not, you know, living in the past. We just want to be here and now because there's there's nothing to worry about in the here and now. There's nothing to stress about in the here and now because it's just an experience. It's a new experience unfolding all the time and we don't know what's going to happen. So there's no stress. And I think that's an Esther Hicks thing. You can't change it. Correct. So, you know, there's absolutely no point. And that's something we learn with Reiki. You know, there's no point in living in the past. So oils, smelling the flowers, going outdoors, getting in the garden, smelling the flowers, spring, autumn, you know, probably better seasons for that or summer. Um, But the oils, they're year round, you know, having your rescue remedy, you know, all of those things um, raises our vibration, breath work, what Beck and I are doing in the moment, um, yoga, stretching. All of those things bring us back to the present because one of the greatest things with Tash is she always tells us to look into the third eye. And I love that because when you do that, you do focus more. You're not sort of your mind isn't going different places because you literally, you can't kind of close your eyes and put your focus here and think about other things. Like that's what I find anyway. So maybe try that, you know, while you're doing yoga or whatever you're doing, meditation, try to focus on the third eye or a point, you know, behind your eyelids. Um, our sense of smell is really powerful because sometimes I'll have orange or lemon or peppermint and people will come in and go, oh, that reminds me of childhood, you know? So this is a way to heal childhood, you know, in a child and whatever else. 
And the lavender oil, I mean, Beck knows me, I'm all about lavender, um, but it's really coming from the nervous system. It helps you sleep. Um, it helps with my readings. Every reading I do, I've got lavender all over myself. Um, I basically, I do bath in it. I was going to say it's a joke, but it's actually serious. I do bath in the stuff. Yeah. Um, literally. So yeah, really good for the nervous too. system. So with the emotions, what I guess I'm getting at is that we always want to remember, like Beck was saying with the shopping center or me with my funny knee, is that if that thing just pop out of nowhere, starts to affect you and you're going, uh, all of a sudden I'm angry. Why am I angry? I wasn't angry five seconds ago. Where did that come from? It's probably not your thing. So yeah. just put it out there. If this isn't mine, um, I let it go. I send it back to its source, which is something that Tash says a lot. With but if love. it isn't mine, yeah, with love, ease and grace, um, I allow it to go back. You know, I give it permission to go away from me. I don't need that. You know, it's not serving me. So remember to separate your energy. Um, but general stretching, you know, yoga, exercise, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Really, really good because that's the yin, you know, yin yoga, great. Um, but we want to calm that nervous system um, and, you know, talk about your feelings, you know, with the kids. And this is where it's helpful with the young people. Um, that same lady that said, you know, that guy was my biggest teacher, sat down with the kids the other day and they had a big cry. And she was like, you know, I'm a single mom and I'm really struggling and it's hard and did it. And the kids were like, we had no idea. We're so sorry. And they all had a big cry together and gave each other cuddles. And it was like, she's never done that before. Never done that before, but she was so vulnerable. Bex looking like she knows what I'm talking about. She was so vulnerable with them. And I was like, that is the best thing you could have done because they were being quite disrespectful. And you can go down that path of going, getting angry and going, how dare you and everything else. Or you sit down and let's have a conversation about this. And I'm going to tell you, I'm your mom. And I, it really hurt me. The things you said really hurt me. And um, I, you can't do that. You know, it really hurts. Because a lot of the time we don't show that. We don't tell them. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I want to just also add in there just another little um, recommendation or something that you can do. Mm -hmm. um, so an example is with my children when they were little, um, like, you know, I, I would, they'd have their bath, they'd get out of the bath, we'd pull the plug out. Um, a lot of kids are scared of that noise and what have you, that the bathtub, you know, the, the, sort the drain, of, yeah. the drain that it makes, the noise that it makes. And I used to say to them, and I, and I still do, you know, that's, that's just all the germs. That's all that's the bad great. vibes. That's all the germs. That's all the, all that. Free going focusing. So they buy, buy germs, buy germs. And they do, they go buy germs. Wow. The that's ones, not so much now. Yeah. But, um, but I do it. If I have a bath and I soak in my my oils with my flakes and you know to 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 get everything to drink, you know, mm. um, it's part of my self care. Um, I do the same thing. I'm like, bye germs. I send it's you off with true. love and light. <laughs> bye. <It's laughs> send it true. off, to love. and there it goes, and then it's gone. Yeah, that's so yeah. good, and it's because it's refocusing. I mean, that's great for phobias, isn't it? Because you could develop a phobia <laughs> to something like that, really. Mm -hmm. You know, and you've refocused and gone, oh, isn't this a wonderful thing, kids? Look at it all being washed away. You know, yep. there it goes. And no longer is, are they focusing so much on the noise? They're focusing on the fact that, oh, this is a good thing. You know, yes. that refocusing, oh, my God, Joy's climbing around on the bookshelf. Get ready for a big crash. Uh, <laughs> Lordy, I've got all my singing bowls on the floor there. Um, oh, yeah, nice. that's really great. I love that, Beck. Yeah, refocusing yeah. is really powerful and really exactly. powerful with the mind, really powerful with that headspace. And I've even had like my daughter, um, one of my daughters even said to me at one point, that was really noisy tonight. There was lots of, there was lots of germs in that one. Oh, isn't that fantastic? She's getting that message. Mm. 
really getting that message. Oh, you my better go save your bowls. Godfather. <laughs> uh, just quickly, Beck, coming up with the next episode before I have to rescue my bowls. Ah, that was bad. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, better not to look, Rebecca. Um, changing your mind is what we're talking about next time. And this is pretty relevant to what we were talking about off air um, with some of the changes to social media and bookings for our clients and things like that. So it's getting out of the comfort zone a little bit and changing your mind is a really good one because, I mean, and we know with the different generations, our parents, our grandparents, so we're less likely to change your mind. A lot of stuff was very, we've got to do this, this way, this is how we do it, da, 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 da. Everything was very kind of set in stone. Uh-huh. And I think that what we're learning and what our kids are learning is that you can be a bit more flexible than that. And it's okay to decide, I studied this for, you know, 10 years, five, whatever, and then I want to actually don't want to do that. I'm actually going to do something different you know, and there's a lot of people after COVID doing that, changing mm. completely, bit of a pivot. Absolutely. You know, there's a reason why we don't use um, stones to etch our words in now and we've got computers and delete buttons. That's it. Oh, my gosh. Yes, we're going back to the tablets, the old stone tablets. <laughs> back in the day, holy white men, Rebecca, this is hairy oh, over here. Baby. Oh, my God. Um, All right. I need to go rescue my cat. Um, So great episode. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. And um, we'll come back and talk about changing your mind. Have a great day, babe. You too, Michelle, and everyone else.